Welcome to Tech on Toast. The Tech on Toast podcast is powered by REMS Hospitality, using market data to grow your revenue. To find out more about Tech on Toast, head over to our website, techontoast.community, where you can listen to all of our podcasts, read all of our blogs, and search for the latest hospitality tech in our marketplace. Enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome to the next episode of Tech on Toast. And this week, we're joined with Carl Jacobs, CEO and co-founder of Apic Base. How are you, Carl? Uh, I'm fine. Thank you for having me. And where are you based, Carl? We're, we're, we're not in the same city today. Where are you? No, I'm, I'm calling in from uh, Antwerp in Belgium. Uh, um, it's, it's one of the two interesting cities in Belgium to visit. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe also do Bruges, but uh, Bruges, uh, Ghent and Antwerp are the cities you want to see in Belgium. Yes. Well, I've been, I've been a few times recently, actually. It's a beautiful place. But tell us a bit about you. Where do you come from and how do you end up in this position? All right. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, I'm I'm the co-founder and CEO of Epic Base, um, and uh, I'm actually working on Epic Base in uh, in all of its forms uh, since 2000 and uh, I think 2014. Um, but uh, originally, Epic Base started uh, just uh, as Epic, and uh, we did something totally different. We actually uh, invented a, a photo studio for the professional kitchen. And uh, that was a hardware tool. So it was a, a small box which you put in the kitchen. And then um, you could uh, take pictures of anything you want uh, in, in your kitchen without the need of a professional photographer, without having to spend a lot of time on, on dressing and, and plating. You just uh, plate the, the dish, you put it under the photo studio and you took a, a, a nice picture of it. Um, and uh, and that, that's actually how it all started. And then uh, from there on, you know, we had a little software where you could, you know, view those pictures. Um, and then customers started buying the photo studio with the software. And they said, you know, I have so beautiful pictures, but I want to, you know, add uh, ingredients that I have plated on these dishes. Uh, can you make an ingredient tag or maybe something like that? So we've started building that. And then, you know, from there on, the software became more and more um, uh, uh elaborated in, in a sense and and we started building a cost module for recipes and then we had a uh, we had allergens added to that and before we knew it we were actually building a, a you know a pim a product information management tool for recipes um and then in 2017 we we kind of uh, uh, made a pivot and i mean you're not a startup if you don't make a pivot so we we kind of moved from hardware totally into software so we we kept on selling the studio quite a long time after that. But in 2017, we made a conscious decision to stop putting development time in the studio and move into uh, the software. And from there on, you know, we said, okay, we have this, this PIM and this product information management software. And how can we now move this into um, a tool that really solves essential issues in the kitchen? And we looked into that kitchen and we said, okay, what are the issues that these kitchens have? And then it turned out that, you know, there's a, a lot of issues and that, you know, digitally kitchens were and today in many cases still are in a digital desert. So it was for us, then, you know, it became clear that we wanted to be that one-stop shop for the back of house and uh, and become the backbone, if you want, of a of a restaurant, uh, because you know the the whole operations, the the whole way of making sure that every dish that you produce gets out in the same way with the same quality, 
you know that that was you know the the uh, the, the 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 thing we wanted to solve. And then you know it. You look into that kitchen. You see a lot of processes. You know you see an inventory process. You see a procurement process. You see a food cost process. You see allergens. All of those things starting with base ingredients that come in from your supplier all the way to, you know, the, the recipe that is um, uh, produced and, and, and served to the customer. And, you know, to get those processes in a, in an orderly managed, uh, way managed, that's actually what Epic Base does today. It's brilliant. And I think, um, Technology has always been brought along, and we were talking about it just off air before, that automation is, is actually what's going to keep coming and coming to help support the industry. But actually, the back of house and the kitchen areas, I spent 25 years. If you can't see my face, you can see from my career what I look like now. But I spent 25 years in the industry, and actually the kitchen is the heartbeat. It is where everything comes from, and it is what makes everything tick. And I found through manual entry and manual kind of approach to um chefing ingredient building stock taking whatever you want to name it um was always an issue is is that the and you've just mentioned there that's the real problems you focus on isn't it or where you started focusing on and you mentioned digital desert i love that i think that's really interesting because i I think we're still there if you could percentageize where you think uh i know it's a bit of a general question where you think kitchens are across you know uh, across the uh the nation where where do you think we're at are we are we 10 percent there are we further well, luckily, what we see is that in the last five years, things have changed in a very dramatic and rapid way. I mean, really, and, and this is no joke, when we were on fairs between, let's say, 2016, 2017, where we were contemplating on which way should we go, we asked chefs and, and we asked visitors to our stands, you know, how about food costs? I mean, guys, you know, what, what do you do with food costs? They they literally laughed in your face. They said, what's that, you know? So by now, luckily, all restaurants, I think, in the world are conscious of the fact that food costs and margin are, you know, the essentials of making sure that your business is is growing and is successful. So, so in that way, you know, the mentality has changed. Um, I think in, in terms of percentages, it's very difficult to mention, but I think, you know, what's next is the, 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 the insight that businesses today, uh, food businesses today, um, they're, they're, they're still in there for, for, for one main reason and that's hospitality and it's giving a good time to the customer, but they need to realize to get there their operations need to change and shift a little bit. And of course, let's say 80% of your time, you want to be in front of your customer. But in order to get those percentages and to, to make sure that you are, you know, uh, delivering this, the, the service you want, you, you want to do, you need to optimize and, and, and really, uh, you know, pros, uh, make sure that the processes in your kitchen are, are smooth and to do that, you need assistance. I mean, you cannot, you, 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 for the love of God, you cannot do that just on pen and paper and yeah. on the back of your mind, you know. So, and, you know, this change, this is what's happening now. People are understanding, let's, let's look into that order process. Let's look into that procurement process. Look, at, Let's look into that 
inventory management process. Let's not play anymore with allergens, you know? I mean, you, especially in the UK, you've had this dramatic case with Pret-a-Manger. I mean, it's serious business, guys, and you need to fix this. And to fix that, you can do this in two ways. You can keep on, you know, trying and, you know, writing things down and ask staff to, you know, uh, whatever. Or you can really, you know, tackle the issue. And for that, you need software. And, and I remember back in the day that we used to have bin bags, right, where we'd measure the food waste. We'd, uh, we'd like, you know, we, and we changed from black bin bags to clean bin bags. That was our automation process. That, that was the way, as, as a visual, being able to pick up a bin bag at the end of the day and say to the chef, look, this is what you wasted today. But you're so right. And I think bringing up, you know, the allergen case, which was horrific, you know, um, for the wider industry as well as obviously for Pret and for the poor family involved. But it's just, I think that the level of uh, professionalism around the kitchen has been questioned over the past 10 years. I think the level of the way we run it as a business uh, has been questioned over the last 10 years. And I think you're exactly right. And I think with, I suppose, cost of living is the latest <laughs> of many crises that we faced, uh, not just in hospitality, but everybody, all of us. Um, what what essentially do you think? So in, in terms of like, you know, food waste, stock counting, what levers can they pull, I suppose, to kind of drive a bit more profit to the bottom yeah. line? Because I suppose as you mentioned then, it's about, I think it's a very process-driven place, the kitchen. And you're right, it's, it's almost, it should be like a factory line. Chefs will be swearing at me all over the country right now. But it is, you know, that that process, because it's consistency, and that leads to predictability, which leads to more money on the bottom line. What levers do you think they can pull? Or, you know, h- how could you guys help them with that? Yeah, uh, of course. I mean, it's all about about profitability. Yeah? And and in, in, in current situation, I think... Uh, more than ever in any uh, uh, hospitality business, bottom line becomes more and more important. And uh, m- maybe before I jump into what Epic Base can do for chefs, uh, um, you 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 mentioned that you know your pro- product your your kitchen needs to be a production line, uh, and and that chefs will be swearing at you for saying that. And uh, I've been saying that uh, already quite a long time now, as well. And and I always make an analogy. Um, I think, you know, software like Epic Base, but any software basically is not there to reduce the importance of a chef or to reduce their creativity. Uh, it is it is a bit like uh, when when the, the printing machine was, was invented, uh, people were angry at the inventor of the printers because they thought less books would be written because, you know, they... they they were used to writing it, you know, the manuscripts. So in instead of less books, there were never more books printed and published after the printing machine was invented. And of course, you know, people feel attacked or maybe a little bit, you know, in a in an uncertain place when software comes there to replace them or to do something different. But I think software like Epic Base, but again, not just Epic Base, any software basically will help you to get more creative, be more uh, in, involved in the in the customer uh, uh, journey rather than less involved. The only thing Epic Base does, and then I come to your question, is help you get insights in what you're doing. And that's step number one. I mean, as a chef, you could say, my gut feeling says, I want to stop working with this uh, 
this simple dish because I'm I'm very bored by it and I don't want to do it anymore. But in, in reality, this could be the driver of your bottom line. So if you don't know this, yeah, you make the bi- the, the worst mistake in your life eh? because your restaurant yeah. is depending on this. So getting insights in what you're doing in your kitchen is step number one, getting the data. And then, of course, um, how do you get that data? Well, of course, that takes a few steps. And the first one is make sure that the things you do, you do them in a in a centralized and standardized way. So make sure that your recipes are in the system so you can, you know, everybody who works in your kitchen can do this recipe in the same uh, fashion. Because then every dish that gets out is the same quality. It's the same look. It's the same taste. That's what you want. Then, of course, when you have that, you can go into ordering. I mean, stop ordering through WhatsApp or small apps or or fax or phone or email. Just, you know, use a centralized platform where you can, you know, add all your ingredients, maybe sometimes with without pricing. Make sure that everything is in that system and start ordering in a fa- in an orderly fashion so that you don't order twice the same mozzarella because you have two chefs and the one comes in in the morning and the other one is in the evening and both see there is no mozzarella so they both order the mozzarella things like that get it get it get it standardized get it centralized get it in a process and then of course you know the end step is is make sure that your uh, your inventory etc is is in an in the most optimal way so you don't have to waste and your inventory in the beginning you will will say you you threw away this and this and this or there is uncontrolled waste on 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 something um and then people are sometimes also a little bit yeah but the software tells me this but what uh, what what do i now need to do of course you you still have to take action hence the importance of the chef hence the importance of the the, the people but at least you now know that you're every day wasting five kilograms of mushrooms. So stop ordering all of those mushrooms. <laughs> and this insights, these insights you will never get if you do not register that. And that's the basis of having a software like EpicBase. And when you do all of those things, the result will be that your food cost will go down and your margin will go up. And that's in the end a healthy bottom line that's what we go for eh? that's our that's really in our vision eh? that's the the mission statement of epic base is a healthy planet and a healthy bottom line eh? i love that and that's what we should all be going for and and i think it's it's really interesting because internally having worked in restaurants and hotels and all sorts of my career that we talk about food cost daily and and wastage daily we talk about inventory we you know it's it's a monday morning hell most people listening were like nodding their head going yeah i can't stand some that feeling in my stomach sunday night counting ready for monday but externally when you look at it from a marketing point of view or maybe you know in the world that i live in i suppose where i'm looking at what tech companies are talking about or what the industry's talking about food cost apart from allergens recently is barely mentioned. I, I find it, I find, because it's our second biggest cost base. And I think it's, uh, I, I'm maybe electricity is now, but uh, before that happened. But I think that um, it, it's really surprising where you guys are totally honed in on that subject, which for me is very operational. You know, that's a, that you guys are in the mind of operators. Whereas, I, yeah, I find it interesting. Do you have an opinion on that? Why do you think we, as, as, a, as a supplier or as a bunch of suppliers, why do you think it's less of a focus? Well, for, 
one of those reasons, and it's not the only one, but one of the reasons why people are so much uh, or, or uh, sometimes not enough focused on food costs is because they they use, in my opinion, the false argument of the quality of food. They right. say, yeah, but, you know, I want to have the best salmon. And that's, I have to pay for that. Um, I think, of course, you do not want to serve bad salmon. Eh? But you want to um, look into a way uh, of having the best salmon for the best price. And I think people need to realize that, and especially if you're in a, in a, in a, I can, you know, I can understand this discussion if you're a three-star Michelin restaurant eh? and, and you're asking yeah. 500 euros recovered, eh? fine. But if you are in a high pace environment, you really need to get uh, the 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 price right and, of course, the quality of the ingredient, guard the quality of the ingredient. But they need to be hand in hand. And nowadays, and even today, still people say, yeah, but quality trumps price. I think... It's not a, a thing of trumping. It's a thing of making sure that they connect together and that you get the right salmon for the right price. Yeah, I think I think it's a, a, an interesting conversation. I think that um, quality always comes at the front of everything, right? In, in, in any restaurant business or any hospitality business, still guest experience and quality is at the forefront. But I think what we found out, I mean, obviously it was forced by the pandemic, but I think we knew before that, and I think we knew a long time before that, that really we're a business and uh, there's a business model or a success model you'd like to call where you have correct margins, correct GPs, correct menus, correct service and all that kind of stuff. We're all the way through. And exactly. I think we're just finding out actually that some of us had the wrong models uh, and that we need to change that very quickly and we need some help, uh, which I think is where you guys fit in, right? Because you you can automate some of those issues i used to work have you ever heard of something called seaboard um in the states so it's, i used to work for hard rock cafe and we had something called seaboard which was our inventory management system we're going back back a bit now and we were petrified of it and it was the most clunky oh god everything you know all the data and it was all over the place and changing one thing for, took forever and i think that's where operators mindset live and now you move into a SaaS era where there's really smart tech that's really intuitive that is built for an operator, not built for an accountant uh, exactly. and can actually make sense. And I think, do, do you see that reaction now where you, when you're getting over that barrier of someone being resistant that they're actually like, Oh, this is, this is useful. Yeah, of course. And we, we do bear the, the, the heritage of, 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 of history. Yeah? Um, if somebody worked with a clunky system, then that is for them inventory management or procurement yeah. or anything like that. So, so for us, it's a, it's a matter of making sure. And, and that is a very complicated uh, um, challenge eh? is yeah. make sure that you have an ERP system, uh, really a system that manages the resources of your business, but in a Netflix kind of usage way. And we are working on that, you know, day and night that that is the, that is the strategic strategic mission of Epic Base in terms of product. It's making the best product out there in the most user-friendly way. And of course, if you go into complicated situations where you have multiple storage locations and multiple uh, um, uh, people counting at the same time, of course, then you, know, you might need to, a tap or two more on your iPad, but still it's very user-friendly and very uh, intuitive to use. And, and that's the, the challenge we are trying to overcome on a, daily, on a daily basis. And I think what's really interesting, right at the start of this chat, you were saying that actually where you started with the kitchen photos, you're actually driven, the innovation was driven by the operator, right? The operator was saying to you, we need this, we need that. And I think that's the best 
solution to hostility because when you've got operators driving um, change or innovation within a product, which isn't easy, right? Because you can't listen to everybody. Uh, but when you've got their feedback or their constant feedback or a loop of feedback coming into your product, I find it it makes it so much more powerful because then you can talk like them, right? And then they understand that I'm the opposite side to you. I'm I'm on the operator side thinking, as long as I get it, as long as I can fit it into my little world and it doesn't cause me too much pain and actually I can see a result at the end of it, then it makes sense. And I think that, yeah, it's. I think for all of the tech suppliers, it's a challenge that. Yeah, and 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 honestly, it, it, to, honestly, to 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 give you a bit of insight, most people in hospitality business are not the most tech savvy people. Huh? Um, we are not talking to developers or to colleagues uh, in, in 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 technology. Huh? Exactly. So so in that sense, we we of course we have this educational piece to do, which we do with a lot of love, and we have a, a very nice customer success team that that dedicates their days every day, day in, day out to help customers understand the software. If there's mistakes or if there's anything, you know, they can always uh, uh, reach out for a, for a hand. And, and, and that's what we do. And okay, that's fine. I mean, we know that uh, this, this sector needs this digitization wave in a sense. They, it is coming or it is happening as we speak. Um, but uh, we need to help them and be there so that we, we can help them along the way and that they don't become risk averse or, or they don't want to ch- do the change because they, they think it's, it's too much work or it's too much uh, hassle or anything like that. And, and I think one of the most exciting things about tech actually is when you buy something or you pay on a SaaS payment that you actually can see the ROI on it. You can actually see the return on investment because you're using it properly or you're landing it properly. Cause sometimes in the past I know of brands and, and chains that have bought something and then said, Oh, it doesn't work. It, you know, we don't get the return on it. It doesn't, but it's really about that. You've got to put that effort in and having you at the start to really land it, really engage your troops and get, look, use this guys. And we're going to do, you know, we'll be able to kind of redeploy some of that saving into labor or into refurbishment or into menu development or whatever it might be. But that, that key of really kind of getting that engagement in the early days is I, I, I imagine huge for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Getting getting the software up and running is, is 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 an important part of the success of the of 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 the the partnership. But but on that hand, I can I can tell you that you know with a SaaS software, whether or not it's Epic base, um, you know usually uh, onboardings and and getting it uh, uh, installed is much more is is light years faster than uh, trying to fit this into a, a SAP kind of environment or uh, one of the big you know a dinosaur tax we call them i mean that's that's the that's the brilliant uh, part of saas it's it's user friendly easy to implement of course it's not one day implementation i mean you're talking about inventorizing your whole uh, digitizing your whole inventory sorry so so of course that takes a bit of time but for for a reasonable uh, organization, let's say 15, 20 outlets, you could have this going in three months' time, which is very fast if you compare that to you know previous years of implementation and modification to your own packages. Well, and-, and the data you're getting very quickly, right, is powerful. It's so powerful to get that insight from what your estate looks like from a central franchi- franchisee-type level where you can see everything uh, very quickly is, is so powerful. Right. Um, I've got a question for you because I like to ask everybody this. If we could uh, start a restaurant chain from scratch tomorrow, um, what automation or cost-saving tools would you put in from the start? Or, or what would you? So if someone's listening, they've got one site, and they're like, I'm, I'm going to open two, three, four more. 
But what <laughs> what should my tech stack look like? Um, <laughs> obviously, I can imagine one product that might be in it. <laughs> Well, I, I will give you a very nuanced answer on that. Um, first of all, very important to know uh, is is what is the end goal? What is the end game of what you're doing? I mean, is growth and scaling, scalability, is this what you're uh, working for? And if the answer is yes, then, of course, uh, Epic Base will be in the picture. If you say, no, no, I just want to have two outlets. One is my, my high-end restaurant, and the second one is like a, a fast-paced uh, restaurant, but then it's fine for me, then I would consider not going for a tool like Epic Base, but just you know, make sure that you do this in Excel or in anything you know, um, uh, ready, ready-made in the market, something else. But if scaling is is your thing, and I and and, and I think that's your question, Chris. Yes, is, yes. Scaling is my uh, thing. Yes. So if scaling is your thing, and if you want to go for growth, I think there's there's a few things that you need to implement. And for us, we, we kind of developed um, a diamond in, in a diamond shape uh, uh, for that. Uh, the first thing you need to have is a, a point of sales, and I think point of sales today is a, a broad uh, a container kind of word. Uh, it, it can also be a delivery act kind of thing if you're going for dark kitchen or host kitchen, but point of sales. And if you go for a point of sales, go for a cloud-based point of sales with an API connectivity because those are the ones that can help you scale. Um, the second thing is you need a, a good personnel planning tool. Eh? Um, plan day, Strobo, um, there's there's many, there's plenty on the market. I mean, it's a red ocean. There's a lot of opportunity there uh, to look for the best uh, solution for, for your business. But personnel planning is extremely important because this tool will make sure that you have the right people at the right time and that you can pay them. So that is uh, the second tool. The third tool is your accounting tool. I mean, all of your invoices need to be paid and you need to be able to send an invoice if you're in, of course, in a, a dining restaurant and it's less invoice based, but still you need a good accounting system. And the fourth one is, of course, making sure that your food and beverage is managed in the orderly fashion. And of course, in that case, I would only suggest you one and that's Epic Base. Um, but I might be a little bit um uh, biased in 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 this case um you're allowed but to be. you're allowed to be <laughs> <laughs> thank you but it is about registering sales making sure you have the right people making sure you can pay and send invoices and making sure that your resources your food and beverage are managed in the right way and these four are your core systems in your business and then from those four cores you can still you know build and bolt on things. Eh? For example, in the point of sales area, you can have a loyalty kind of system that can be built upon it if the point of sales doesn't offer it. Or you can have the, the, the takeaway delivery kind of software that's connected. In the personnel planning tool, you can go farther with with um, personnel management, uh, 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 no, uh, not management, but um, assessment. Yeah, yeah. Eh? So things like that, they can be bolt on the four core modules but these are the ones you want to have uh, uh, installed and they need to be working together. So you need to be able to send data between those. So API driven is the bottom line. What a great answer. I, I, honestly, I've asked that a lot and that's probably the best answer I've had. <laughs> Just really simple. Uh, and, and I think it should be simple. And I think that's probably when we were talking before about education, that actually it can be really simple. I suppose the problem is when you get into a world, you've got seven or eight different 
things you've bought over the years, you've got changed operations directors or changed CEO, whatever it might be, and you end up with this bit of a, a legacy uh, tech situation. But I think, yeah, simplicity is absolutely the key to make sure yep. that you, because if you understand that your team will, it's, it's, it's that simple, um, which is a brilliant answer. Thank you very much. And I, and I suppose we're looking at 2023 down the barrel of 2023 coming up, uh, which we'll all be happy to see the back of 2022 in various ways, I'm sure. Uh, what's exciting for you next year? I know we've got a lot of challenges um, coming up, but what excites you about the industry for next year? Yeah, um, of course, I, 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 I'm not a visionary, uh, but I, I have a kind of an idea about 2023. I think 2023 will be a very exciting year for hospitality. Of course, there is the challenge of uh, gas prices and electricity prices. I understand that, and that's a challenge that we need to overcome. But I think, uh, in general, I think, and, and it's a bit of a daunting message maybe, but there's a lot of... Uh, um, people that go in businesses, uh, we, we are a, a little bit in a down uh, cycle there. So I think the problem of having people working in food businesses will, uh, it won't be resolved overnight, but it will get less heated in a sense. I think more people will be back available to work in, in, in hospitality businesses. And once you can uh, resolve that, um, I think um, you, you will be ha- you will be able to also implement the processes that you've been looking at to implement, but you you can't because you just have not the right staff, things like that. And in terms of business, I think um, luxury hospitality will always thrive. I think that there's no there's no worry there. Um, what what I think is hospitality will become much more expensive. Um, I think uh, having a hamburger for 25 euros or 25 pounds won't be an exception anymore. Um, of course, you will have French fries and a bit of salad, but still, it's now we think 25 dollars or 25 euros or 95 pounds. It's all the same. It's very expensive, but I think that will be the case. So the 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 quality of the food will need to be very high, um, and the 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 low end restaurants they will have problems getting into the into 2023 because they won't be able to up their prices because the quality is not good but if you're a good quality chain you will be able to up your prices and you will be able able to to cover your 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 costs and with the right tools you can also optimize the back of house uh, yeah, and I think it's a great answer. Again, I think that the mid-market or the, I suppose, low to mid-market will get squeezed because um, the nature of the, the cost base going up, they have to, as you say, match that to survive. And, and that's going to be a challenge based on what you're delivering on the exactly. plate and through your people, right? So, yeah, it becomes for, a for good me, challenge. mid-market will maybe be able to move up up, up market. So, so that the, the, there there is a, a a hole in the in the let's say in the chained restaurant where you can you know move up up market, um, have a bit of an ivy collection kind of thing eh, where you where yeah. you upper market, uh, and you move into that space, you become more expensive, but people will be paying for that because they will want to have the experience. I think that's key. And I had I went out for dinner uh, yesterday with uh, my wife and a couple, and um, we paid. I can't remember what it was. It was it was it was, it was the first time in ages I've had a a mid market meal and looked at my bill and went, "Wow, 
you know, and kind of, you know, we didn't have a lot. I was just thinking, God, that's, that's expensive. So, and yes. that's the very rare thing for me. I never really look at the bill. I just enjoy it and pay. So I think that will be an experience for a lot of people this year. So yes, it's a challenge Absolutely. to the industry. Um, and obviously you've talked a bit about your product and, and there's loads more to talk about uh, with Epic Base. Um, how do people get hold of you? Or how do people find you if they, uh, if they need to get in touch? Yeah, they, the, the best way is to go to our website. Eh? It's on uh, epicbase.com. Um, and actually it's a, for everybody, it's a, it's interesting, uh, visit, I think, because, uh, we have been constant, consistently and constantly since 2019 investing a lot of our, uh, resources in free, uh, uh, advice, blog posts, um, um, also Excel templates, things like that. So everybody who, who, who is interested in automating the back of house should pay this, pay us a visit on our website. And those who think that uh, um, Epic Base might be the solution, of course, just reach out, send us an email um, and or, or fill in the form on the website and we will be in touch uh, in, in a few minutes. Perfect. And also, I have to mention, you're not just doing that, Carl. You're now a podcast host as well. Um, so tell, tell us a little bit about your podcast, which I, I've been backing this for ages for lots of, lots of brands because I think it's a really nice way of consuming content for people. So tell us a little bit about your new, uh, your new hosting role. Yeah, so so uh, since uh, since a few weeks, I'm I'm the host of the Food Service Groucho, um, and uh, and this uh, this podcast is all about um, uh, making sure that people that have done the scaling game and that are experts in the industry that we ask them how they did it, and uh, and that uh, people can learn from this and that we get a better industry at large. And uh, again. Uh, we, we rarely mention the word epic base. I mean, I think it's a really important that we, um, as an industry, uh, give the most possible insights on how to scale your business. And that's, that's what the podcast is about. And we have planned uh, plenty of, uh, of podcasts in the future. By now, there is the first one just was yes. just released. Um, and I think uh, beginning of January, the second one, uh, but we will, we will up the pace uh, uh, in, in, in the next year. That's one of the, the key uh, uh, strategies uh, for us uh, in the next year. And you can't see Carl. He's actually got better kit than me already, which is quite disappointing for me. Uh, you know, if you, can, if, you, if you get the video of this, you can see him. He's all set up. He looks the part. So, <laughs> um, uh, if we go for it, we go for it in the in, in the in the best possible way. And rightly so, rightly so. Look, Carl, thanks very much. It's been it's been lovely getting you on, and I've been obviously we've been trying to do that for a while, but it's finally lovely to speak to you. Um, and have a lovely Christmas as we're recording this now, and uh, we shall see you in the new year. See you in the new year. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure you tune in next week to find out who we've got coming up, or you can go and check out techontoast.community to find out more about what we're up to. Have a great week.